0: Her body was discovered in a nearby wooded area. She was stabbed 19 times and left the dead where two adults have been shot to death. 143 people have been murdered, hundreds more have been shot. She had been stabbed to death. It was the bloodiest thing I think I've ever been to. Back to another episode of Dark and Dudley. We are your hosts. I'm Haley, and I'm Gina. And I don't think we have any business to take care of before we jump right in, right? I don't think so. Nope. Okay. So I'm going to be covering the case of Laura Ackerson. And a little backstory on Laura before we get into the actual case: she didn't have a super stable childhood. She moved around a lot, but she did eventually end up in North Carolina when she was right out of high school, pretty much. And she wasn't really close with her family, although her brother did live in North North Carolina. But after high school, she was pretty much on her own from a very young age, didn't have a whole lot of support, even though many described her as being kind of like emotionally immature. So she probably... Could have benefited from, like, staying with family a little bit longer or, like, having roommates or whatever, doing that kind of thing. Right. She didn't really get a chance to experience life or figure out her life before she met somebody. So I couldn't really nail down the actual age she was when she met Grant Hayes, but I believe that they were pretty young, possibly late teens, early twenties, young. And when she met Grant, she met him at the bar that she was working at and she fell head over heels for him. He was super charming, a great musician. Like that's how they met is that he was, he had a gig at the bar that she was working at and that's how they met. And it didn't take long before they started dating. And She didn't tell anybody about her relationship with Grant, even her best friend, Heidi Shoemaker. They had this secret relationship going on. Nobody knew about it. That was until Heidi went out of town. I think she was out of town for maybe four to five weeks. And when she returned, Laura told her that she had been seeing somebody. And while she was gone, they had gotten married at the courthouse. So it was like a very fast-paced relationship so why why did they not tell anyone I'm not exactly sure on that I don't know if they were just kind of like testing the waters to see how it was or they really enjoyed this like secret romantic relationship or what but she didn't even like tell her brother or anything before they got married I mean, which it threw everybody off guard. Like her friends and her family described her obviously, like I said, kind of emotionally immature. She was impulsive, and so they were like really worried about the decision decision she made to marry so quickly to somebody that they had no idea even existed in her life. Um yeah, that's fair. I feel yeah. like alarm bells a little bit, right? Right. And then not only that, it only took a couple months before Laura ended up pregnant with little grant jr so we're gonna refer to the the baby as little grant and then just grant as as grant grant so Mm -hmm. grant was kind of quiet and reserved but people who knew him or like interacted with him when he was performing or whatever said that he was super nice very funny like one of those guys that you would never get a bad vibe from like he always was the center of attention. Just everybody really enjoyed being around him. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't really friendly with Laura's friends and family. And he was described to be very controlling with Laura. Like telling her, yeah, like telling her all the people in her life except for him, were bad influences. So really alienating her from anybody that wasn't him. He completely controlled who she could and couldn't talk to, but she would go behind his back and still talk to her friends and her family So she didn't let him control her in a way, but he still felt like he had this control over her of isolating her away from people who loved her and cared about her so that she could only rely on him. Classic narcissistic, abusive behavior. Yep. POS syndrome. Yep. Not only that, but he was really controlling when it came to raising Little Grant. He refused to allow him to get vaccinated, which, okay, whatever. I'm pro-vaccine but it's your kid your decision but the reason for it was because he believed that black children specifically grant was black uh were more at risk to develop autism from vaccines and there was no way he was going to have a child who was less than perfect <gasps> mm-hmm. because being a par- being autistic apparently means that do you know how many people are autistic or on the spectrum in the world I know. And there are people, there are adults who go their whole lives wondering what, why they feel the way that they do. And then they come out with the fact that they're somewhere on the spectrum and then it all makes sense, you know? Right. I mean, right. And it's not a big, like, I, autism scares people. But just because someone has autism does not mean that they cannot live completely normal, ha- happy, healthy. Amazing lives. lives. They can't... Right. Yes. Not that they can't, like, get... Not all, but people get married. They have kids. Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, people who have higher functioning, like, Down syndrome type of stuff. Yep. Not type of stuff. Down syndrome. You know what I'm saying? They go on and get married and can live, have a job, and have an apartment. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world to have a diagnosis of something. It's all... I mean, and this is coming from somebody, I don't have kids. I don't have any kind of, you know, disabilities, but just because that happens doesn't mean that they are less than a right. normal, healthy person or deserve to have a loving parent. Right. Right. So also at this time, Grant started using drugs and alcohol more often, which caused a lot of tension in the relationship between Grant and Laura, as it would. He was starting to get so involved in his music career and wanting to progress forward that he would leave his family for long periods of time. Between the stress of the music industry and the drug and alcohol use, Grant started getting more and more irrational and was eventually... Prescribed medication for his diagnosis of manic depressive disorder, and um, from what I can tell, this is like kind of like a bipolar depression combination type of thing, right? You have really mm-hmm. high highs, really low lows, that kind of stuff. So he had he was on this medication for those, was still doing the drugs and the alcohol and living this kind of like rock star lifestyle. Which made him a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Honestly, he believed that the government was controlled by aliens, and that he needed to make enough money to buy a ticket onto a spaceship when the world ended. He also oh. believed <laughs> he also believed that he was a time traveler. I mean, he was completely out of touch with reality at that point. He. Mm-hmm. Also started cheating on Laura multiple times with women in the industry in order to get ahead. And he didn't hide it either. Like he, Laura at one point in time was trying to help him get gigs and jobs and stuff like that. And he specifically told her to tell women in the industry that could get him ahead that he had a, a big penis and like rave about their sex life. What? Yeah, really strange. And so they began fighting a lot about things, not getting along. I can't imagine living with somebody like that. So I completely understand. Grant ended up finding an opportunity in the Virgin Islands. So he told Laura that he was going to go down there by himself, get a feel for it, check out the opportunity. And if everything worked out, the three of them would officially move there together. So he did end up going down there and being pretty successful at whatever he was doing. He had like multiple side jobs too, like t-shirt, like selling t-shirts and stuff. I don't know. He was doing whatever he wanted down there. And you can probably guess that he didn't go back for Laura and little Grant for quite some time. Although they were like still in contact with each other, still in a relationship. And eventually Grant met another woman whose name is Amanda. And Grant really rubbed this in Laura's face. Amanda was an actress who made a lot of money that she inherited from her deceased husband, and Grant was one hundred percent using Amanda for her money and her connections at first. And Laura knew all about the previous affairs, like I had said, that Grant was having. And he, she I mean, knew, he, she knew about all of the affairs that he had had. He and rubbed it in Eve's? her face. No. Oh, nope. Um, He justified his actions by saying that he was just using these women that he was sleeping with to get to the top. So it was okay for him to do it because he was just doing it to help his family out pretty much. And I mean, that's just how out of touch with reality he really was. He didn't see anything wrong with what he was doing. But I guarantee you, if Laura went out and cheated on him, it would have been the end of the world. Oh, fully. Oh, fully. It always is. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, though, Laura was not okay with all of the cheating that was going on. And it got to the point where she was so tired of it that she did decide to leave him. And even his family encouraged her to leave. And right... As they should. Yeah. Right as about as right as she was about to move in with her brother, she found out that she was expecting their second child. So, upon learning this, she did what I think a lot of mothers would do and that's to keep, try and keep their family together and ride it out with Grant and see where things went. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people also have children as like little band-aids and they're not band-aids for a broken marriage. But I think people have this, like, preconceived notion that if you add something into your family, that sometimes it can work out. And I don't know I, – I don't think that they were expecting to have another child, but she felt, I think, that it was her obligation to try and make it work for her children. I mean, I got a puppy to try to fix a relationship. It didn't right. work. <laughs> yeah, animals are the same way. Like, you – Add in this thing that could create happiness together, yes, right. So, I mean, I get it, but yep. (laughs) Which she's pregnant now, so she decided to move her and little Grant to the Virgin Islands, and she probably did this. Probably, she probably did this with maybe the thought that if she was closer maybe Grant would it would be a little bit more faithful to her especially cuz she's pregnant with their child like maybe they could have this like cute little family in the virgin islands but that unfortunately wasn't the case and their second son gentle was born in the virgin islands unfortunately he was born with a lot of health problems that the healthcare system in the virgin islands was not equipped to really handle Aww. so which meant that they had to relocate back to North Carolina so that he could receive the health care that he needed. And Grant was less than pleased with this. He did not want to leave the Virgin Islands. He didn't want to go back to North Carolina. He ended up falling deeper into this downward spiral of drugs and alcohol and using people to further his career. And I mean, this guy is like a serial offender when it comes to addiction, manipulation, cheating, and even though they had moved away from the virgin islands this didn't stop grant from still speaking with amanda who he met there amanda did end up moving so he's to... like continuing he so he's continuing the affair uh-huh yep and she ends up moving to oh. new york city so she moves to the states and their relationship just kept getting more and more serious And Grant had no regard for her feelings, for Laura's feelings at all. He was very open with her about wanting to be with Amanda, how much he loved Amanda, how much he didn't want to be with Laura. It's like really sad. So Amanda's in New York City, and there are a lot of opportunities for people up there for music. So what do you know? There goes Grant trotting off to the Big Apple, leaving his wife and kids behind for his, quote, music career again. I'm sure and there's some truth to the fact that he went up there for his music career, but I think the main reason that he went up there was for Amanda. I wonder if we can find his music. I've, I've been told it's pretty good. <laughs> ah damn. yeah he's hoped he for it he to be was bad. Talented. So at that point he or at that point Laura was done. she was over it. And a few weeks go by, and Grant asks Laura, because he's still up in New York City, he asked Laura if he can take little Grant up to New York for a few days for, like, a diaper photo shoot, I think is what it was. And Laura was super hesitant at first, but she didn't want... She wasn't the kind of mother to, like, keep her children away from their dad, so she eventually agreed to let him go up there for a couple of days. And those days passed by. And still she hasn't been able to get little Grant back with her. And this is when she sees all over Facebook that Grant and Amanda had gotten married. Laura obviously flipped out and asked him how they pulled this one off considering her and Grant were still legally married. They hadn't filed for divorce yet. What? And that's when Grant told her that they were never married in the first place because (gasps) he never signed the marriage certificate. Yeah. Yeah. So all that time, she thought they were married. She went back, looked at the marriage certificate, and sure enough, there was no signature for Grant. Are you kidding me? How did she not notice that? I don't know. It's like some Sweet Home Alabama stuff, except opposite divorce papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then if that wasn't enough, Grant and Am- Amanda filed for emergency custody of both of the children because Laura was apparently mentally unstable, and an unfit mother, according to Grant. From here on out, it was an ugly custody battle for those children. And Grant claimed to the courts that she was unfit because she didn't have a job or a home, when in reality, it was because of him that she didn't have those things. He was off making the money with his music career while she stayed home to take care of their two kids, and not only that, but he had completely isolated her from all of her friends and family. Laura had absolutely Aww. nothing to her name because of the complete control Grant had over her during this time of their sham marriage. I mean, isn't there something to say about to the court, you would imagine? Like, hey, I thought I was married to this man this whole time. He never signed a certificate and was well aware of it.
1: Doesn't that right. account for
0: something and like her being mentally unfit? well maybe it's it we'll get yeah, we'll get into it like okay right now just about So Laura trying to be smart about things she would document every single interaction with Grant and before this she was even like writing down a, a detailed schedule of when she had the kids that included any activities that they did or any food that they ate because Grant claimed she wasn't taking proper care of the children and their health. She did all of this in extreme detail in order to present her case to the judge to get custody back of the kids. And the court eventually did order that Laura could have visitations, visitation on the weekends and talk to them every day on the phone. Even though she was supposed to be able to talk to the kids every day on the phone, Grant and Amanda made sure that it was an absolute nightmare for her to do so. They would play loud music. He would play his guitar. They would distract the kids. I mean, they were just like completely disrespectful to both Laura and the kids, not allowing them to talk to their mom. Why? I don't, it's, they're just mean. So Grant's behavior was getting more and more hostile to the point where Laura really feared for her safety, so much so that she told her friends and her family that if anything ever happened to her, that they needed to look at Grant. It didn't matter if it was a car accident or supposedly like a suicide, they needed to look into Grant because he would be the one responsible for it. So the two of them were in the thick of a very messy custody, a very messy custody battle over the two boys. Laura was trying to get on her feet, ended up working in the marketing industry, which is what she kind of like always wanted to do, and really starting to find her way as a single mother, even though Grant was continuing to make her life a living hell. And the courts ordered some psychological evaluations for both Laura and Grant to see if they were fit to take care of the children, because Grant was over here saying, How unfit Laura was. And obviously Laura would counter that with, no, he hasn't even been around these kids and has had previous substance abuse issues, anger problems, all sorts of stuff. So when the evaluations came back, it was no surprise that Laura's came back pretty well. I mean, she was a good mom. She provided the boys with love, healthy food, structure, consistency. I mean, she was their safe space. She had always been there for them, which is to be expected, when she had been their sole caretaker their entire life while Grant was out doing whatever he wanted to do. The only thing that they came back with was that that was quote negative was the fact that Laura was a little naive and an immature, like we had discussed before. She hadn't really experienced life before she was thrown into this marriage, not really a marriage and having, kids super young with somebody who was so unsupportive like there's no growth there for somebody mentally right so the courts recommended that she get some therapy and find some moms around her age to form friendships with to kind of help her mature a little bit Grant's Mm -hmm. evaluation on the other hand didn't come back as nicely as he expected and it pissed him off it's no surprise that when you're missing vital time with your children regardless of your relation to them they're going to bond they're not going to bond with you the same they're going to bond with whoever is taking care of them that's why we see like stockholm syndrome and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean when families have nannies their primary caretaker of children those those children typically have a stronger bond with their nanny than they do their actual parents right because that's who's around exactly and it was obviously very hard on these two young boys. I mean, they were not very old, but when they were not with their mother, they would lash out and they would behave so differently with Grant than they would with Laura. Aww. The psychologist that performed the psyche evals actually recommended that Grant receive a full psych evaluation because she was so concerned with his disturbed way of thinking. So that says a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean if it the therapist is saying he needs a bigger evaluation than what I just did. Yeah. There's there's obviously something serious and like drastic that's needing to happen. Right. Which I'm surprised that the custody arrangement the court's recommended was a 2-3 schedule after those psych evals. They did? Mm -hmm. So one parent would have them two days, the next would three days, and then it would flip-flop. And Grant was absolutely... I'm surprised they would. I know, and he was furious with this decision, and honestly, uh, he probably should have been pretty happy with it, considering how his results came out. And I mean, he clearly was using his children as pawns to get back at Laura anyway. It's not like he was around for those kids before this. He just wanted to get back at her. Right. So, it was, yeah. Yeah. So, when Laura didn't show up for work and nobody could get a hold of her, her friend Siobhan was super concerned and they ended up reporting her as missing on July 18th, 2011. And the last time anybody heard from Laura was on July 13th, 2011. And the last people to see her live happened to be her children, Amanda and Grant. Laura on July 13th had dropped by to see little Grant and Gentle at Grant's apartment in Raleigh. It was a spur of the moment opportunity that Grant presented to Laura. It was Grant's day with the boys, but he offered for her to come by, pick up the kids and go to Monkey Joe's, which is like a they had like inflatable um like those big slides and like food and arcade games. So, they would take them there fairly often. So, the plan was for her to take the kids to Monkey Joe's, bring them back when they were finished, and then she would leave. And she jumped at this opportunity to spend more time with her kids, despite the fact that authorities and lawyers both recommended that she never go to the Hayes residence at all. And they always told her to meet him in a public place since she had expressed that she was fearful of her her safety around him. Okay, so that's, like, red flag number one. She needed to have listened to the cops. Yeah. And her lawyers. Right. According to Grant, she took the boys and dropped them back off later that evening. Two days later, she was supposed to pick them up for her scheduled time, but she never showed. Of course, the authorities immediately look into Grant. Laura would keep those very detailed journals of the care she was providing with the boys and the conversations with Grant, The police used these journals to their advantage, and when they saw how messy things were getting with Grant, this was the first place that they had looked. So Grant said the last time he saw Laura was around 10 p.m. on July 13th when she dropped the boys off back in his care. He explained that he had arranged some extra time for her and the boys to go to Monkey Joe's and have dinner with them. Then she came back to drop them off, And left. That's his story. And then he tried calling her and texting her multiple times when she didn't show up to get little Grant and Gentle on the day that she was supposed to, that two days later. He was cooperating with police for the most part and provided this proof that he had tried to contact her. And he told... Well, that doesn't mean anything. Right. And he told police that on July 13th, Laura had told him he could have full custody of the kids if he paid her $25,000 oh shut up Mm -hmm. then when authorities asked him to drop by the station to give a full statement he pretty much made up any excuse in the book not to go then he tells them he would email over a statement to them which also never happened a week after she went missing her car was found at the apartment complex that grant and laura used to live in together like they weren't living there anymore her car was parked there And it looked like her car was parked there in a rush because her tires were still, like, turned. Like, as if somebody, like, whipped into a parking spot, turned off the engine, and booked it, you know? Okay. So, at this point, Grant was becoming less and less cooperative with police. And they took it upon themselves to track his phone. And they found out that he wasn't even in North Carolina anymore. He was in Richmond, Texas. So, two authorities start heading to Texas to figure out what is happening down there. Like, what the hell are they doing down there? And during this time, a judge also granted a search warrant for the Hayes home, since this was the last known place of where Laura had been. As soon as they entered the Hayes residence, an overwhelming aroma of bleach hit all of their nostrils. The bathroom was completely empty, so they had... Two bathrooms, I think, in the apartment, and then the main bathroom would have been the kids' bathroom. No shower curtain rod, no shower curtains, no trash can or towels. The boys were being potty trained, their potty their potty chairs were missing, like completely bare and smelled of bleat. I mean, she was murdered there. Yeah. The bed in the master bedroom was stripped of the sheets, but had a mattress cover on it that had a couple of brownish red stains unfortunately even with luminol testing it could it came back fairly inconclusive of what those were they also found a letter that seemed to be written in two different handwritings it was a letter stating that laura was signing over her custody over custody of the two children to grant but not waiving her parental rights with the agreement that grant and amanda would pay her twenty five thousand dollars, and they could not um accurately say if the signature was laura's or, or not but the letter definitely had two different handwriting so okay, it's almost but as if a couple... she was forced to write start writing it something happened and somebody else had to finish that letter Oh, so, like, the leather part, not the letter, and then the signature were different. Like, within the letter itself, there was two different. (gasps) Okay. Yeah. So, back in Texas, the authorities barely missed Grant, Amanda, Little Grant, Gentle, and then Amanda and Grant had a newborn daughter also. So, they missed them leaving the state. But the authorities that had came from North Carolina, they decided they were going to go and interview Amanda's sister, who happened to be the one that they were supposedly visiting at the time. Amanda's sister, Karen, provided authorities with some interesting details surrounding their surprise visit. Apparently, they showed up with a U-Haul trailer carrying some random items like furniture, luggage, coolers just like really bizarre stuff and then they started asking karen some concerning questions about her property and even like the well on her property and apparently they had wild hogs like hog pens on their property as well now during their short stay with amanda or during their short stay amanda had kind of confided in her sister that she had hurt Laura. And Karen asked if she was helping Grant cover something up, and Amanda nodded. So, when authorities asked Karen if she believed Laura's body may be nearby, Karen completely broke down and told them to check across the street in Oyster Creek because the couple decided to take a random boat ride on the creek at nighttime. Oh, Lord. Karen then recalls Grant and Amanda asking about local wildlife and alligators and if alligators would eat human remains or if the coastline had any sharks. Were they trying to hide what they were doing? I don't understand. I don't Because they're being so blatantly obvious. Right? So it's two people who are in the middle of some type of mental breakdown. Murdered someone. And then are being the most obvious assholes ever. (laughs) Seriously, though, they're not trying very hard at all to cover anything up. It's ridiculous. So they sent authorities to search the property and the creek. And what they found in the creek really traumatized everybody on that case. The creek at the time had been covered in lily pads, which made it semi-difficult for them to properly search the area. But that didn't stop them from finding human remains dismembered human remains to be exact they found a torso and then an arm and then a leg and then they finally found her head which they thought was a thigh at first and it was so covered like it was so thick with lily pads they had to have two officers go over there to retrieve what they thought was this thigh and then they turned it over and it had a face Can you imagine? Oh, that'd be traumatizing. Yeah. So back on the property, there were a few things they found that were important to the case. They found some of the coolers that Grant and Amanda had hauled from North Carolina. And Karen showed them a machete that had been left behind by them. And they also found a Home Depot receipt. And the items purchased on this Home Depot at this Home Depot happened to be hydrochloric acid, as well as gloves and a trash can. When Grant... These people are the stupidest... Dumbest criminals. (laughs) A-holes. What is going on? When Grant and Amanda returned back to North Carolina, they ended up at Grant's parents' house. Police were already one step ahead, assuming that they would be there, so they had been staking out the residence before. And when they arrived there... They parked the car behind his parents' house so that it was out of view, which it's pretty sketchy if you have nothing to hide. Why are you hiding your car? And a search warrant was in the works for both the car and the couple's cell phones at that time. On July 25th, 2011, one day after Laura's remains were found in Texas, Grant and Amanda were arrested for her murder. Once they were in custody... Their stories just kind of kept changing over and over again. And eventually they started placing blame on each other. Grant was saying that Amanda actually killed Laura and he helped her cover it up. Laura was saying she was just another victim to Grant's abuse and manipulation. When an or- when authorities searched through the Hayes trash can, they found a treasure trove of items that could help aid in charging these two with the crime. So they found... The shower curtain that was missing from the bathroom, a vacuum cleaner, a bleached towel, women's underwear and jeans, and the best find was a pair of gloves that had Laura's DNA on them. I don't know if this was blood or whatnot but I'm assuming it was blood. Now the remains they found in Oyster Creek were in very bad shape. They were able to identify them as Laura through her dental records. And it was very obvious that her body was soaked in acid at one point before being thrown into the creek. Which, if you remember, there was a purchase made by Grant for hydrochloric acid. And the cause of death couldn't exactly be determined, but they ruled it as an undetermined homicide violence. So they're assuming that from their findings, they can't pinpoint what exactly happened, but they're believing that she could have possibly died from either asphyxia or blunt force trauma to the neck. On July 13th, 2011, after Laura supposedly had left the apartment, Grant headed to Walmart at about two o'clock in the morning, even spoke with an associate while he was there purchasing a saw, some blades for that saw, a tarp and duffel bags. Then, oh my gosh, then, he returned the duffel bags later that morning and bought coolers instead. Like I said earlier, the couple started pointing fingers at each other. Amanda claimed that Grant murdered Laura, Laura without her knowledge. She is saying uh, that even in their boat ride, she had no idea that Laura, they were like throwing Laura's body overboard. I'm sorry what what yeah like she was sitting there saying (laughs) during the interview that she was just paddling the boat yeah your sister already snitched on you exactly (laughs) good lord so yeah she claimed that she wasn't aware that laura was dead until they had already been to texas and grant you know had thrown her body overboard and that he needed help covering it up Grant claimed that Amanda had murdered Laura during an argument, and he helped her cover it up because she was his wife and he loved her. Did did Laura and her sons actually go out that day? I do believe that they did. I think that there was video okay, surveillance well, of her going. They did one thing right, I guess, having her go out. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of who did it, though, they were both heavily involved in soaking her body parts in acid in an attempt to get rid of evidence. Which also, she's sitting there saying that she had no idea, but there is game cam footage of her down the road dumping this acid out.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. This is, this is the dumbest crime ever. I know. These are the dumbest criminals. So they dumped her in the creek, hoping the alligators would eat her remains. And I'm no alligator, but I would assume they probably wouldn't eat someone who's been soaked in acid, right? They gotta uh, be smarter I than that. Like, I feel like. I feel like it wouldn't taste good. Yeah, there. I don't think that taste they would do taste a bit spicy yeah (laughs) why is it spicy why is it spicy (laughs) you're not on tiktok you're not gonna get it guys that was a very (laughs) good i I really hope you i really hope everyone that listens to this understands that reference and that i'm not just sitting here why is it spicy (laughs) how why do you do that so well (laughs) I don't even think that's what she says. I think she goes, "Why is that so spicy?" I think it's just why it's <laughs> My voice goes low. I love it. So during the trial, like I'd said before many times, they just continued to point fingers at each other. But I have to give it to Amanda's family for stepping up and being honest because they completely threw Amanda and Grant under the bus. Because as they should, like we said, it is not like they were doing a very good job of covering up their tracks anyway. So how could you, how could you not? Well, and then it implicates the sister. Right. And like, I mean, they had talked to her, her children, like her sons. So Amanda's nephews about the sharks and the alligators and stuff like that. So even they were like, yeah, yeah. So, the day after Laura was murdered, Amanda asked her daughter, Shay, to watch the kids so that her and Grant could run some errands. And at first, Shay was like, yeah, I can do it, but it's going to have to be a little bit later before I can make it over there to watch them or grab them. And Amanda kind of flew off the handle and told her that she needed to watch them now, that they didn't have time to wait. So, Shay hesitantly agreed, thinking it was kind of odd that it was so urgent. But she did end up watching the children and watched them for much longer than she had anticipated. And Shay recalled in court walking back into the Hayes apartment because I think that... So, they had pretty much explained to Shay that they were getting a U-Haul so that they could move out of their apartment into Grant's parents' house. So that was their explanation as to why she needed to come over and watch the kids. And she had said, Amanda had sent Shay back over to the house to grab some belongings. And when Shay got there, she noticed that the bathroom in particular, like we had stated earlier, was completely wiped clean of everything, smelled like bleach. And there was nothing in there, which was really weird because that was the only area of the home that had been completely cleaned out. So, then she finds a manual for uh, the reciprocating saw, which also caught her a bit off guard because there was no reason the two of them would ever need something like that. And once she knew of Laura's body being dismembered, she took it straight to the police that she had found that, that manual. So good on Shay, good. too, for, you know, going after her mom like that. Because a lot of family members, I think, would help cover up crimes. Um, Fully, they would. So in addition to Shay's testimony of the weird behavior and incidents, Amanda's sister Karen and her family also completely spilled all the weird stuff that happened while they were in Texas. Needless to say, with all the evidence mounted against them, both Grant and Amanda were found guilty of the murder of Laura Ackerson. Grant was charged with first-degree murder, carrying a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Amanda was charged with second-degree murder and sentenced to only 13 to 16 years in prison. But in 2014, she filed for divorce from, from Grant. And then in 2017, she was extradited to Texas for tampering with evidence and a corpse. Thankfully, since I think that 13 to 16-year sentence was a complete slap on the wrist, she was given an additional 20 years to be served consecutively with her second-degree murder charge. So, she'll be in there for 35-ish years. Not long enough, but better than that 13 to 16 years. So, one of Grant's family members has custody of the three children. And do you want to hear something awful? So, Shay tried to take custody of the daughter. And Grant, after he found out about that, wrote a letter to the police saying that Shay was a drug addict and an unfit mother. Mm -hmm. So, Shay was unable to adopt her little sister and they are still and she is still in the custody of Grant's parents, I believe. Oh <sighs> yeah. Do the courts just listen to Grant as I like guess. authority? Um, I've looked at one of his videos and one of the comments says <laughs> from a year ago, Does he do song requests? I wanna hear <laughs> jailhouse rock. <laughs> people crack me up <laughs> wonder if he gets a guitar in prison to annoy the shit out of other prisoners <laughs> probably I, those kids had to have been there too when she was murdered so I'm hoping they oh. didn't see anything because I can't imagine the amount of trauma that would create for tiny little humans no matter what age you are like oh yeah you're messed up for life yeah yeah so that's my case on Laura Ackerson. So sad. That is horribly sad. Tried to feed her These to These comments alligators. are hilarious. Read me more. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part about TikTok is the comments. <laughs> oh, the comments are ruthless. Oh, Gen Z on so TikTok funny. are mean. <laughs> Maybe he can sing about how he kills and cuts up women when he's in jail. Let's not do that. It sounds a little distasteful. So I had watched um, Danelle, Danielle Hallen. I don't know if you know her on YouTube. Uh, um. But she had covered this case. And so I was listening to her and she actually had met him before. And oh. she said that he was so nice and like his music was charming. Good. Yep, exactly. And so when everybody kind of like found out about this, they were all like, what the fuck? I wonder, um was he narcissistic? Did he ever get diagnosed with that? He was not diagnosed with it, but he I mean, he had to have been. Some form. Sorry yeah. guys, it's it's um late for Haley and I. We're at our he <laughs> I mean this goes like we we need to get like a running scoreboard of just the dumbest criminals. This is, we like, sh- we just, should do one of our topic episode of just, like, stupid criminals. Let's do that. um, Because this, I don't understand how idiotic you have to be. This whole case just screams idiocy. Like, the plan, was, I understand the plan. We're going to have her come over. She's going to pick up the kids. She's but I gonna think go that that's on as, camera as far the kids, as they thought as things they through. Oh fully. They had a harebrained scheme of a plan. It was pure chaos just, after that. Yes. I just what? Yeah. You left as you left a breadcrumb trail directly to you. Exactly. Like no other you literally rented a U-Haul. <laughs> and drove it to Texas. And drove it to you, Texas. And then stopped somewhere. And kept a receipt and left a receipt where you bought acid in a trash can and gloves and then went to your sister-in-law's house and decided to start asking her about very recognizably murdery things. Right. Well, and like the Home Depot employee, when he asked if acid would like remove odor, the guy was like no. (laughs) Like... And the guy was like, And you talk to an employee. Yeah. You just you talk to somebody. You made it clear that you were there. It's just so it's so dumb. Really dumb. I just I'm I feel bad for laughing during the episode because somebody died and it's like serious and it's tragic. But what? But like how could you be so stupid? And I feel horrible for her because she's just trying to be a mom yeah she was trying to protect her kids and do what was best for them oh and turning like turning her stuff around so she could be independent and be successful and give like her babies a good life and this nincompoop dangles her kids (laughs) in front of her and somehow that's the thing the stupidest murder ever Is that she was so, like, willing to do the 50-50 custody with him, even though she knew he was a pile of shit. And she still wanted her, their dad, to be in their life. She wasn't doing anything wrong. He just wanted more control than he was able to get. What's wrong with the woman he was with? I mean... I don't, I don't understand. Don't get it. Do not understand. Well, and she was an actress, so she definitely played her best roles sometimes in that. But also, she's a terrible actress because... You're an idiot. <laughs> you didn't stick to the script. You kept flipping your story. <laughs> what? It just... Uh, that was mind-boggling. Yep. Well, thank you everybody for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Dark and Deadly Pod or on TikTok at Dark and Deadly Pod. We hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll see you here next time. Sorry, I was yawning. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> bye.